Good morning. This morning, when I woke up, I had this unusual feeling. Uh, and the Lord was just uh, really impressing upon me to spend some time in prayer and really get a word from Him this morning. So I got up, and it's Thursday here, and had to get the trash out. Wanted to make sure that I uh, didn't miss trash day. But I immediately got back inside and, and sat down and just grabbed my Bible and was ready to hear from the Lord. So this morning, the, the Lord uh, was like, hey, go to this service uh, that we have here at the church. It's a resource that we have for our, for our leaders, and it's called smallgroup.com. So I go over to the, to the resource, and uh, I, I pull up a series, and it called, the name of the series is When Panic Strikes. And so, you know, with everything that's going on, it's coronavirus, COVID-19, all of this stuff, man, I thought this was very timely, and this was what this series was about. And so I started reading through it, studying through it, and I want, I'm going to share this devotion with my kids. And if you're hearing a lot of noise, uh, I'm sitting out on the back porch this morning, so this is not a polished video. I got my webcam, my microphone. I just want to share with you uh, out of God's Word this morning. And I hope this encourages you because it encouraged me. So um, this, is, this is out of uh, Psalms chapter 13 psalms 13 so if you want to pause the video and go and grab your bible that's totally fine uh, but the main point for this this lesson is when panic strikes the way to find peace is by remembering who god is and what he has done think about that for a minute when panic strikes the way to find peace is by remembering who god is and what he has done you know this really speaks to my heart this morning. Just think about some of these questions, and you could do you could use this as your own personal Bible study. But the study starts off with this: It says, "What are the current anxious thoughts you're dealing with uh, in the circumstances of today? What are those current anxious thoughts that you're dealing with in the circumstances of of today?" You know, for me personally, I mean, you're just thinking about, you're, you're really scared to go outside. You, you're scared to, to go places. Uh, the, the second question, would it help if you were able to jump ahead in time and know how things are going to work out? You know, if we're all truthful, yes, we, we would love to jump ahead in time to know like, okay, this is how long we're going to be quarantined. This is how long we had to deal with social distancing. This is how long we have to be without basketball. I mean, this is like my time of year, basketball, and, and I don't I don't have that. Um, the third question, when panic abounds in culture, do you ever feel like the Lord has abandon us you know when panic is abounding in our culture today do you feel as if the lord has forgotten us i i, I pray you don't and i pray that this lesson will encourage you so as we look at psalm 13 psalm 13 is considered a lament psalm a lament psalm is a psalm that expresses a deep trust in the lord this psalms these type of psalms helps a person to express struggles suffering or disappointment to the lord some believe, it's, it, King David wrote this psalm, and some believe that King David uh, wrote this psalm when he was on the run from King Saul. Uh, you'll find that in 1 Samuel verses uh, 18 through, or chapter 18 through 26. David didn't know anything about this coronavirus, but he might as well have. His, word over, his words overflow with real emotions, including overwhelming feelings of fear, anxiety, depression, and abandonment. 
though he did struggle with the Lord and his emotions, we'll see that he did not stay there. David found the only way to bring peace to his spirit was by trusting in the Lord. So let's look at Psalm 13. I'm going to read it out of, out of the uh, Christian Standard Bible. It says, uh, uh, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I store up my anxious concerns within me, agony in my mind every day? How long will my enemy dominate me? Consider me and answer. Lord, my God, restore brightness to my eyes. Otherwise, I will sleep in death. My enemy will say I have triumphed over him and my foes will rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously. Wow, what comforting words. So you look at Psalm 13 verses 1 and 2. What really stands out to you in those verses? If, if you look there, I mean, David says, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? Um, how long will you hide your face from me? Have you ever felt like God has hid his face from you? How long will I store up my anxious concerns within me, agony in my mind every day? How long will my enemy dominate me? Do, have you felt dominated? Have you felt just your mind has just been so consumed with everything that's going on? You know, me, myself, I, I have felt that way. And so I have had an escape out in the garage. Uh, I would show it to you, but I'm on the back porch right now. But I've had an escape to, to go to the garage. That is why I do my woodworking. And I'm no professional, but I just love woodworking. It, it, it just comes from, I, I can remember when I was in, in middle school, uh, my shop teacher, uh, Mr. George Baldwin, um, he, 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 we had a wood shop there, and that is where my love for woodworking came. And so over time, now being in the ministry, um, that's just kind of a, a place that I go that I could find peace, and, and, and I could really you know talk to the Lord there, uh, because that is what I've been feeling. You know, can you relate to any of David's questions that he's asking there in verses 1 and 2? Do you tend to be anxious? Um, do, do you tend to have that anxious feeling in your prayers? <laughs> what do these two verses say to you about what to do when panic strikes? You know, the thing that these two verses uh, clearly detail about David's emotional state is David felt abandoned. His expectations were that God would, would do something to deliver him from the trial he faced. But God had not done so yet, and it caused David to feel alone and separated from God. Have you ever felt alone, separated from God? But David had not done so yet, and it caused, uh, I'm sorry, uh, David allowed his thoughts to control him. He focused on his problems and his anxiety about his situation multiplied and caused him grief and, ang and, and, and agony. Think about this. Let me read that sentence again. David allowed his thoughts to control him. Have you allowed your thoughts to control you? I mean, you, you, you think about it in, in the social distancing. And I mean, we're, we're closing schools, closing, we're closing businesses. You got a lot of people at home. You're at home or you may be about to get ready to go home or who knows where you're at. But have you allowed your thoughts to control you? Um, have you focused on the problem so much that it has caused anxiety to be multiplied within you? 
See, when our thoughts control us, we find ourselves anxious about the circumstances in the world around us. It is good and right to be honest with the Lord about our thoughts and feelings. When's the last time you were honest with the Lord about your thoughts and feelings? When was the last time you said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, I'm really struggling right now. Um, I'm sorry, not, I don't want to get to preaching. As Christ's body, Christ followers, you and I, we must not add to the anxiety and the panic, either by giving into it or dismissing it. Um, instead, we must acknowledge that we struggle, that, that we all struggle um, with, with, with what's going on. Um, we must acknowledge the struggle we face in our own minds and seek to strengthen each other. That, that's what I just want to do in this video. I just want to strengthen you because I've been strengthened by God's word this morning. Um, look at verse 3 and 4 with, with, with David David in, in uh, 3 and 4. He says, consider me and answer me, Lord my God, restore brightness to my eyes. Otherwise, I will sleep in death. My enemy will say I have triumphed over him and my foes will rejoice because I am shaken. Wow. What a what a powerful verse. See, see, according to verse three, David needed to avoid that, that sleeping in death. See, see, the brightness or light that David referred to was the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. His faith in God was the only thing that kept him from facing an eternity of death and punishment. It is important to recognize that David asked God to restore his faith because it reminds us that we cannot renew our joy by our own strength. See, I can't renew my joy by my own strength. You can't renew your joy by your own strength. Only the Lord can renew our joy. It is important to recognize that David asked God to restore his faith because it reminds us that we cannot renew our joy by our own strength. The Lord sustains us and holds us, and that includes our faith in him. It is God and God alone who rescues us from death. I mean, think about what, what David is saying there in verse 4. You know, think about There's so many reasons nowadays for people to panic. But see, it is important that Christians not panic, but we continue to trust that God is in control even when everything feels like it is out of control. See, see, that's the, that's the beauty of being a Christ follower is that we have to know that God is in control. Even when it feels like things are, are not, that God is not in control, we have to know that God is in control. See, David also realized that his enemies would not notice uh, would notice if his faith was not firmly rooted in God's deliverance. His enemies would think that the Lord had abandoned David and that they had triumphed over him. Therefore, David understood that his need to restore his joy in the Lord was not only for his own sake, but also for the sake of his enemies, that they would see and know that God was with him and that God had given him victory. I mean, you think about this. Think, think about this in light of, of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. And I know we've quoted this a lot uh, with everything that's going on. Just, just for a minute, let me quote it for you. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. God has not given us a spirit of fear, <laughs> but one of power, love, and sound judgment. See, think about this question. Why is looking to the Lord to receive a spirit of power, love, and sound judgment better than trying to produce them in ourselves? See, see, we can't produce those in ourselves. 
we, we cannot. So, so God has given us that spirit of a sound mind, but we need to engage in and hold to the truth of God's word. Now more than ever, Christ follower, you have to be in the word of God. Make no mistake about it. You got to be in the word of God and you got to, you got to stay in prayer because man, these, these are crazy times, but we have to hold tight to the word of God and we got to stay in prayer to God. <laughs> so before responding to the crazy circumstances in our world around us, we ought to form the habit of pausing and asking ourselves, am I thinking according to God's thoughts or am I thinking on my own? Am I listening to people who are thinking according to God's thoughts or am I listening to people who are uninformed about the truth of who God is? Verse five and six. You, I mean, uh, thank you for hanging in here with me. Uh, verse five and six. This is what David said. But I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because he had treated, because he has treated me graciously. Wow. What powerful words there in verse five and six. Think about how that tone differs in verse five and six. See, David spoke of the deliverance uh, and the Lord's generosity, but he had not yet experienced it. Check that out. David spoke of the deliverance and the Lord's generosity, but he had not experienced it yet. Mm. But David confidently claimed that God would deliver and treat him generously. Think about that. He, he knew that God would deliver him and treat him generously. Do you see, do you feel that way with everything that's going on? That God is going to deliver? I do. See, David, uh, David trusted in God fully. David remembered God's faithful love. He knew that God cared for him and that God had rescued him. David had witnessed and experienced God's deliverance and generosity over and over and over again in the past. David took his eyes off of the problem and refocused them on the one who could deliver him from it. See, if I can encourage you with anything in this short video, or maybe not short video, if I can encourage you with anything in this video is to take your eyes off of the problem and put your eyes on the Lord. See, when we take our eyes off the problem, see, we're so focused in on the problem and see that causes stress and anxiety and we... We, 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 we get all out off kilter. I'm speaking to myself here, but when we put our eyes and we fix our eyes directly on the Lord, man, I'm telling you, he is the author and finisher of our faith. And so we just got to focus on him and him alone. That is what David did. David took his eyes off of his problem, refocused them on the one who could deliver him from it. David was able, this is how David was able to sing and praise the Lord because he knew that God, that God would rescue him and that God would deliver him. That is how he was able to sing and praise. David knew that God would be victorious, even if that victory was not seen in David's lifetime. That is faith, guys. That is faith. David took his eyes off the problem and put them on the Lord. Can I encourage you today, Christ follower, wherever you may find yourself, wherever you're watching this video at, take your eyes off the problem and put your eyes on the Lord. That is what I choose to do today. You have to make that choice to take your eyes off the problem and put your eyes on the Lord. And we do that by staying in God's word and staying in prayer. So I close with this. How, how does a right view of God 
make the difference in your perspective about the coronavirus? How, how does a right view of God make a difference in your perspective on the coronavirus? So when panic strikes, remember God's faithfulness in Christ Jesus and have peace. Submit your fears to God and remember his, he's sovereign over all things. View out of control circumstances through a perspective of a God who is in control, even over death and be at peace in the midst of it all. Guys, I encourage you to be in, the, be in peace in the midst of everything that is going on. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you. I just thank you for your word. I thank you for the realness of your word the truth of your word, the comfort of your word, the power of your word. And Father, I pray during these times that we would just lean into you. We would read your word like never before. We would pray like never before. Father, you tell us in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. Father, that is my prayer that we will humble ourselves, we will pray, and we will seek your face. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, guys, thank you so much for uh, checking out this video. Hey, if you like the video, give me uh, leave a comment. Let me know um, if, if this is something that you would like to see uh, continue. God bless you. Thank you for watching.